0: Podcast where two friends discuss, and drink to, their favorite cozy mysteries. I'm Carolyn Wilkie.
1: And I'm Sabrina Marshausen.
0: What was the nerdiest thing you ever did in high school? Like, I know we're both big nerds, but like, what was the nerdiest thing you did in high school?
1: My nickname in high school was Boromir. <laughs> My best friend was like Why us. was
0: your nickname... Why were you Boromir?
1: Because of all of this was Why Boromir? because Sean fucking Bean. Are we joking? <laughs> Are we joking right now? Like
0: you? No, I'm not. Jo- I just thought it was like I thought it had something to do with the character itself. <laughs> no, because it was Sean
1: Bean, my friend, my friend who was like made me one of those de- deconstructed books where you know she cut out the book painted it black, and decorated with it with pictures of Sean as Boromir and as his other characters, and like made me a bracelet and all sorts of stuff.
0: Oh, man. That's so much a better answer than I was ever expecting. My best friend,
1: Melissa, was Legolas, and then we had our friends, Andrew and Denise, and I don't remember who was... Mary, we had Mary and Pippin. We didn't have a Sam and Frodo, or did we? I don't know if they were Sam and Frodo or Mary and Pippin. They were the hobbits, which was weird because they were both like super tall. I'm the <laughs> short hobbity one, but um, out of all of them, because they were all three of them were taller than I was. I was a short hobbity one, but uh, yep, Boromir.
0: That's amazing.
1: Oh man, I'm I
0: so glad I asked that question. Now <laughs> I also went to.
1: I also went to a a fine arts school. It was built for nerds. So we weren't Mm. the nerdiest, but we certainly were nerdy.
0: I think I'm trying to, my school was kind of, it wasn't a fine arts school. It was just a regular public high school, but I, I lived in this weird town, which while it was small town America, none of the sports teams were very good. (laughs) And, like, my class was actually, like, the highest test scoring class they'd had in, like, 30 years. And Mm -hmm. so, like, everybody was kind of, like, into, like, having good grades and studying. And everybody, because it was such a religious town and everybody grew up going to church and singing in church, was really into, like, singing and band and the arts and stuff like that. So, like... I did musical three of my four years, but like that wasn't even considered nerdy. I think my nerdiest thing in high school, is I was really into anime. Like I was super into anime.
1: Melissa was into anime. I wasn't because I was a classic nerd, you know. Yeah. I was, I was okay. I was decent in school. I love school. I thought it was fantastic, but it might've just been because of the school I was going to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That my teachers were amazing, that the school was amazing. So, you know, we, we, we actually called it Hogwarts <laughs> because, okay, it was in downtown and it was surrounded by the uh, canal that ran through the city. So it was surrounded by a canal and these high gates and, um, you know, we all had, I, I did dance and drama and uh creative writing was my uh academic uh art so and then i was you know then i took regular school like things as well so and mm-hmm. we had this we always had a different anatomy and physiology teacher every year so he became <laughs> oh she he they because it alternated they became like our defense against the dark arts teacher <laughs> <laughs> that's so, great um, <laughs> And, you know, everyone that taught there had been teaching that. The school opened in 1985, I want to say. And everyone had been teaching that for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was very The 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 hallways were different colours. Like, we're like four different colours. The math hallway was yellow. The science hallway was green, but that's also where the foreign language classrooms, not all the foreign language classrooms, some of the foreign language classrooms were on the science hallway. The science hallway was green. Um, the, uh, history and literature hallway was pink. And then we had a giant fine arts wing. I mean, huge. We had two, we had a music, We had a music wing and then we had the drama and dance wing and we had actual like dance studios, like these huge dance studios and the drama. So what
0: um, you're really telling me is that you went to the high school from fame. (laughs) Kind of. Actually, what was crazy (laughs) was
1: 17 Magazine came to photograph us when I was a junior in high school. Mm hmm. So, yeah, because it was, a, and so we had these
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you did go to the high school from fame, <laughs> but everybody had southern accents is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, the reason I was asking is because this particular episode deals a lot with uh, high school embarrassing things. Uh, and what, what are you drinking to get over your high school embarrassments? Um,
1: I'm drinking another slipper's knot. It's from the Everyday Collection from Lidl. It's the Chardonnay though. It's California 2015. I've got a funny story about this wine. So I mm-hmm. was I was in Lidl in the wine section, kind of looking for my second bottle of wine. And I was just kind of looking, and these three women behind me were like talking in Spanish about what to have with their lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And and they look at me and the youngest one looks at me and says in English, you look like you know a lot about wine. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I asked them, you know what they were having for lunch because I didn't want them to know that I was like dropping, they were having chicken for lunch. And then I was like, well, you kind of want, cause she said that it was being made in kind of a sweet way. And I was like, you want a dry wine to kind of cut through that sweetness. I know a little bit about wine and uh-huh. you know, chicken, you drink white wine and she goes, okay, I will just have what you'll have. <laughs> Uh, the Everyday Collection Chardonnay is four dollars and eighty nine cents.
0: Oh my so, god!
1: So I hope they enjoyed the wine.
0: <laughs> you um, have officially—I mean, technically—I mean, we post all our wines on the, on the on the on the on the episode, but you have officially given, I think, our first like real wine and murder night recommendation. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I am drinking um and I just bought this an hour or so ago. Uh-uh. A Chateau de Fleur Bordeaux. Oh, okay. Uh from Bordeaux. It's um a Merlot Cabernet blend okay. from 2015. And uh the Maison Schroeder Schuler was founded on what is that neuf. Yes, 1739. Yeah, I said it right. Hell yep. yeah, I did. But yeah, it's, I'm not gonna lie, cracked it open already, been drinking on it. I'm about a cup in. This shit's good.
1: Well, my, so I got these stemless
0: glasses, these stemless
1: wine glasses for Christmas, and I love them, but they are huge. And <laughs> every time I pull myself a glass, I'm like, this is, this is more than necessary.
0: <laughs> well, you want to get right into it? Sure. Today we're watching Psych, Season 1, Episode 2, Spellinging Bee. This time we start off with not a flashback, but Sean grabbing a paper, trying to see if there's any work out there for him, entering his favorite diner from the first episode, and seeing a beautiful blonde girl at the counter. Of course he does. So Sean being Sean immediately goes to hit on her.
1: And harasses her. I realize that she's probably sitting in his seat, but then he just fucking bothers her.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah. But we finally get to meet Juliet. Yes. And to her credit, she is having fucking none of his shit. Yeah. Yeah. But he does his normal, I'm super observational and charming. And so he starts doing his, like, psychic, like, oh, this cat likes you. This cat makes you work for his affection, which I know nothing about that. (laughs) No, the problem is I hate cats. So I
1: basically, I basically ignore them when I'm around them. And that's apparently cat speak for, please, love me. Mm -hmm. I need your love. And I'm like... And I know you're supposed to stare them down and creep them out, but I really just don't even want to interact with them. And then I have five cats in my lap. Like, I am just neutral. I'm pretty much neutral. I don't hate them. No cat has ever killed my mother or something. But like, so I'm kind of, I'm neutral towards cats. I'm definitely a dog person.
0: I like both, but I like having cats because they're so low maintenance. Yeah, I
1: mean, true.
0: As Sean is hitting on Juliet and she's like okay any day like listen we could not now not now. Yeah. Yeah, A shifty looking dude walks in Mm -hmm. and Sean sees her reaction and immediately under his breath he's like oh shit you're a cop. (laughs) And she goes alright well duck and so she pulls out her gun on this dude and a bunch of other undercover officers take him down and arrest him and who should walk in see Sean and then walk right back out But our good old friend, Lasseter. He's got a different haircut in this episode. Well, it's the second episode. They've actually picked up the series, so now people can, like, spend money on things like haircuts.
1: Yeah. No, it was just just odd. He looked a little (laughs) different. He looked a little younger. I feel like he had shaved as well.
0: Possibly. I think he definitely...
1: Like, he had a shorter haircut, and I think he had, like, less facial hair.
0: He was a little more high and tight. Yeah, yeah. But Sean had noticed that Juliet's hand shook a little bit as she pulled her gun, and he was like, oh, is this your first time pulling your gun? She just kind of, like, rolls her eyes and, like, ignores the fuck out of him. Yeah. Which I like about her.
1: Yeah, if only it lasts.
0: But we get, finally, to our flashback sequence. And that flashback is one Burton Guster at the Regional Spelling Bee in 1989. I was like
1: four, or turning four in 1989. I was like three for the whole year, because I'm, I'm born at the end of the year, so I was like three. This was, everyone's like, oh, you were in Germany
0: when the wall came down. I was like, I was three. <laughs> so, yes. I, uh, yeah, I would have been five, but Gus is doing his best to spell Adornamental. yes, Adornamento. I wrote it down wrong. And he's like, A, G, G, and he looks towards the crowd because he doesn't know what's next. And he sees Sean there making an O with his lips. Oh, nah, dude, you're out.
1: Which, they don't do that in actual spelling bees, I know, because I've been in them. They let you spell the word wrong and then say,
0: sorry, you spelled the word wrong. That seems more cruel. Yeah. <laughs> <That's just laughs> yes. Like giving enough rope to hang yourself. <laughs>
1: Agionamento is updating, and it's, it was a term used during the Second Vatican Council. So they were updating the Vatican, basically, and updating the church. This is when they changed from doing all Latin um, sermons, by the way. In case I did not worried. know that. Thank you. No. Today I learned on
0: wine and murder night (laughs) (laughs) But we snapped at present day And Gus is kind of watching the spelling bee My mother watches
1: the spelling bee
0: It's a really, you know, I could never do it And I think for a lot of the, I could never Hey, I'm a terrible speller I'm a terrible speller For somebody who used to work as a copy editor I am a terrible fucking (laughs) speller Wow That was a job. No, I
1: am a fucking excellent speller (laughs) in multiple languages, except Swedish. I'm a shit speller in Swedish. But That's because you know
0: too many Scandinavian languages.
1: Yeah, but you know, also my phone just automatically corrects it so I don't even think about it. I just like I spell it as close as possible and my phone is like, we got you. It's cool. But um yeah, so like I'm a shit speller in Swedish, but I'm an excellent speller otherwise. Even for non-phonetic languages, like French, I can spell like an actual French person. And I don't think French people can spell that well either. But
0: um well, yeah, yeah. have you seen their fucking language? <laughs> no,
1: I don't well. I don't know anything about their language.
0: Uh, but he's watching the spelling bee in the psych office and he's you know, paying rapt attention and all of a sudden Brendan Vu faints <laughs> after trying to take something from his inhaler and Sean's like ooh this just got kind of interesting cause if you watch the replay I think there's something wrong with his inhaler and wouldn't you know it the chief rings I actually really like the chief we didn't talk enough about her last time but I really like it like her <laughs> She's good. Good. I have no
1: complaints about her. I mean, she's just another blonde woman, but, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I have no complaints. She's one of those... She's one of those lady pantsuit-wearing types. (laughs) You know? She... Yeah, totes. She exudes strength because she's wearing matching top and bottom.
0: Have you... Have you ever seen... Uh, Miss Congeniality 2.
1: Probably not, but I have seen Miss Congeniality.
0: Okay, so Miss Congeniality 2 is not nearly as good as the first. But they make a point in there about, like, the FBI uniform of Mm -hmm. gray pants, gray jacket, reasonable shoes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, anytime I see... Like we in less, last episode we saw uh, Doctor Cutthroat, and then this episode, the next time we see Juliet, and then every time we see interim police chief Karen Vick, who is also pregnant, which I appreciate. Also, like they just mm-hmm. like straight up are like, nope, she's the interim, she's police chief, and she's still pregnant. Mm-hmm. Great, Great pant, gray suit, Great, <laughs> like <yeah>. gray suit, <laughs> reasonable shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's apparently it's. I guess it's the the Scully look. Yeah, and I was never an X Files person. I wasn't either. I wasn't
1: allowed to watch X Files. It came on too late. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, I was. I'm. Yeah, you didn't listen to it on your radio. God. (laughs) No,
1: because I thought it was. I thought it was more of a horror show. I didn't realize it was just unbelievably, disgustingly cheesy. I thought it was a horror show, and I don't. I avoid horror like the plague. I get such bad panic attacks when I watch horror films, like, I still get nightmares from Saw and 28 Days Later, like, oh, and Sean Bean has been in, like, four horror films, so I torture myself. He was, he was one of the only, the few characters that stayed alive in the Silent Hill films. Mm. Of all the characters who would die, Sean Bean wasn't one of them. It's
0: like bizarro world Sean Bean. police chief outside the uh, theater where the Spelling Bee is being held. And there are still 43 contestants inside who are still in the running. And we get a quick like little rundown from Gus about the history of the Spelling Bee and the history of Elvin uh, Cavanaugh, who is the greatest champion ever and the Spellmaster who sits up in his box. And we also get a little, like, uh, cut in of the um, commentator team Mm -hmm. who happens to contain Bud Collins. And while he's not a technical 10 American actor... He is an actual ESPN announcer. I thought so. I thought yeah. so.
1: He actually has done soccer before. Soccer mm-hmm. matches.
0: He is most well known for tennis. Yes. So.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Then I have definitely heard him.
0: Tennis mm-hmm. and
1: tennis and soccer are the only sports you will catch me watching. And also playing. But I only watched those. And I missed two fucking matches today because they were on at the same time. So I decided not to watch either one of them.
0: <laughs> so RIP Bud Collins. He, um, 1929 to 2016. Yeah. A little liquor for your homie. Well, uh, well done, Bud Collins. But they come on just to give us a little interstitial catch-up that Elvin Kavanaugh has uh, called a press conference later that day. Yes. This whole section really fucking bothered me. Like, I know we we have problems with Sean's character, and this illustrated all of them, in -hmm. that he just continually shits all over Gus for being interested in... The spelling bee. The the
1: ending where he describes why he shits all over Gus? I thought it was bullshit. I think Sean shits all over Gus because he's a terrible speller.
0: He says he
1: spelled it wrong on purpose, but I bet he just didn't fucking know how to spell it.
0: I think Sean shits on Gus because he didn't want Gus to have other friends.
1: Also true, but I just think that Sean is not interested in intellectual stuff like Gus might be. I mean, not that Sean isn't smart, but there's a difference mm-hmm. in being interested in intellectual things and just being smart. I have students, I have soccer students who are really smart, but are they mm-hmm. intellectual? No.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I, I would consider myself one of those people. I'm not particularly intellectual. I don't, unless it's like very, very related to something i need for work i don't tend to read like a lot of academic stuff i really honestly don't particularly like non-fiction but i'm smart yeah very smart
1: and i am very obviously intellectual <laughs> 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 That's, it's all i've got going for me really
0: <laughs> well Gus does, in Sean's defense a little bit, because I would call this that too, I'd shit on this, Gus start, does start taking on some affectations in front of some of the spelling people. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That was I was
1: like... But, to his defense, I sound like that, like, every day.
0: Yeah, therefore it's <laughs> not an affectation. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I guess some people might think it would be, or they might just think, oh, well, she's got a British accent, so, of
0: course, she has to
1: also use...
0: Enormous I mean, honestly, four it's more syllable that. words Yeah I mean like until you move back to Europe It's gonna be that We're all just going to ad- assume that you're smarter than us Because you have a British accent
1: I mean But legitimately Even Europeans think like that And I'm like You're next door to the Brits You see that they're the dumbest
0: people In the universe You see what is happening Right fucking now <laughs> You just spread your arms at all of the Brexit coverage. <laughs> How can you believe that they still have this opinion of themselves? The <laughs> Let alone pe- have you have this opinion of them. <laughs> the the
1: people who are smart are the Germans, but they're not necessarily intellectual. Although, you know, a lot of philosophers and stuff have come out of there. But the intellectual people are the Finnish. Like, they're the mm. ones that are considered intellectual. So, like, minus the fact that they're all, like, stark drunk 24 seven well i mean
0: there's fucking nothing else to do there during the winter and the winter is all the time yeah i was like (laughs) there's other seasons i don't know so like
1: all the southern european countries have a reputation of being like the lazy kind of athletic jocks like so the southern (laughs) europeans are the jocks the northern europeans are like the smart, intellectual, philosophical. France doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be.
0: France, France wants to be like your 1990s film gay friend. I guess. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> That's true. what they want. They just want to drink wine and judge people. <laughs> they start interviewing the contestants who were still there when Brendan Vu fainted. Um, and we go through a couple different ones um an Indian kid who like spells on command, a Czech kid who's like dad basically explains that like if he wins this he'll get a scholarship, and again, we have Gus kind of doing a lot of exposition for us on that, mm-hmm. and then we also get to see you know just a little white girl who does not stop reading the dictionary, and
1: <laughs> I read the dictionary a lot, actually,
0: <laughs> I would
1: highlight words that I liked.
0: I'm really, I'm having a Sean moment right now, Sabrina. I'm, ha- I'm just going to, I'm holding it in because we're <laughs> friends. And it's okay don't with judge. me if you have other friends. <laughs> don't judge me. Don't, don't fucking but judge me. The, the, this is possibly my favorite Sean quote of the whole thing. Because you know how he always gets all the lines. And he goes, congrats on the child rearing. Let me know how therapy goes. (laughs) And I liked it because not only is it a pretty fun quote for that particular instance, I was like, Sean, if you know what therapy is, why aren't you in it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, you've heard of the word, so maybe?
0: My My only... Thought now is that he just doesn't have health insurance, which I can totally understand. not going I mean, to a doctor,
1: if you don't have health, he insurance. wouldn't have health insurance. He's a self-employed psychic, fake psychic.
0: <laughs> he's a self-employed psychic detective, so he doesn't have health insurance. But also, he he and his dad basically broke up when they were eighteen. So mm-hmm. like, there's he no way he's had health insurance. There's no way he's had any therapy. But they have sliding scale therapy. Like it's not like you can't get sliding scale therapy. Anyway, they go out of the interviews, and as they are kind of wrapping things up, Kavanaugh starts coming down to to his press conference, and he looks he looks kind of shaken up there. And all of a sudden, he just tumbles over the railing, dead. The police are called. And who should be called? But Juliet and Lassiter, And this is where we find out that Dr. Cutthroat has been transferred. Or are you afraid to lose? <laughs> are you gonna fire me because I like to win? Or she didn't test well is really what they're saying. She didn't test well because she was on psych and she was Dr. Cutthroat. Yeah. Juliet, meanwhile, is like, okay, we should cancel this. Pre- we should cancel this. And Lassiter's like, what the fuck? No, do you know how much money this brings to the city? Which is a
1: lie. Conventions
0: don't bring, of any type,
1: do not bring a lot of money to the city as a whole. It brings money to the hotel and maybe one or two restaurants around the hotel. Conventions Mm -hmm. are, generally speaking, a loss leader.
0: I know we do a lot of work trips for uh, trade shows and shit like that Mm -hmm. and... I mean I it's not I like could it, see how that wouldn't it's wouldn't not like you're going like out mover. to like
1: local boutiques and like you know you know what I mean, you're not
0: like touring it I think it also does depend on where the convention is yeah. because if it's downtown, then you do have downtown hotels mm-hmm. being filled up, which is good. And then you do have downtown restaurants. But if it's, like, out in the middle of fucking nowhere and there's only one Applebee's, then, like, <clears throat> the only person who benefits is the owner of that Applebee's. Mm-hmm. But while Juliet and Lassiter are getting ready for the press, Sean and Gus go investigate the private box. And, of course, there is a guard who has been told not to let anybody without a badge inside. But they very quickly ferret out that he uh, believes in that psychic shit. So Sean yeah, fakes a ghost attack.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like this is definitely California. Just like in England, this would go over well. Where there's a because, like, like I said, half of Britons believe in some <laughs> kind of psychic shit. God, God. So Elizabeth, bless her. <laughs> um, we were we were going over a trip in 2019. No, this is 2019. Yeah, so she was going over a trip to she's she's looking at opening schools in Bangladesh this year mm-hmm. and she like she sends me this literally not at all just this word vomit email about the dream that she had where Gabriel came and spoke to her.
0: Michael, it was Michael Michael, Michael, thank
1: you. <laughs> where Michael came and spoke to her. And I'm just like okay.
0: <laughs> so,
1: and I'm picking out like I'm trying to like read it and she you know she writes like a old lady when they mm-hmm. get on the computer like ellipses and like random like the worst spelling in the world and I'm like how do you get money for these things and I know it's because <laughs> you know rich people give money to other rich people
0: but like right. it was like I was like She probably has in her, like, she probably has a communications person to help her with the foundation stuff.
1: Yeah. It's usually me. (laughs) 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 And I have to come up with a way to, like, make her sound like not an insane person. (laughs) Like, and I understand, she's lost both of her sons. Mm -hmm. Like, two years apart. It was, you
0: know, not. Back to backy.
1: Yeah, so she's not the, like, the healthiest mentally, like, to begin with. And so, like, she just throws herself in this. And then, like, you're just like, okay, another St. Michael school. Let's see how I can do this without offending people. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, it's, yeah, so, you know, this is California where... Not just, like, half the people. Full-on, like, 60% of the people. If I... I read tarot cards just for fun. I got into it in high school. I don't know Same. if this is nerdy. I don't know if this is nerdy. Is
0: this nerdy? Oh, I... No, it's not nerdy. I used to do tarot. I mean, I still do tarot. Like, I mean, I I, I admit. I admit. Like, so, I 100%. I make fun of the woo-woo stuff. I do. But if I ever had to say, like... If there was a religion that I actually could be a part of, it would be Wicca. Okay. Like I like the tenets (laughs) of it. And I like the idea of visualization. And I just like like there's a lot of like meditative practices and like it's just about drawing good energy into yourself, right? And visualizing a lot of good energy to yourself. Yeah. It has plenty of ritual, which is always good for religion, and, but it doesn't have, like... And it has a lot of lore, and it has a lot of stuff, like, that I enjoy about, like, the mythos of religion in general. So, like, I make fun of woo-woo, but I am one of you. Don't you, like, don't. So,
1: I did tarot in high school and university, and I still interpret tarot for people. Mm-hmm. But here's a really weird thing. Like... I can do your tarot having only known you for like 10 minutes. Just, you know, having a conversation with you and things like that. And I have brought people to tears. I remember I took a bus ride, and it was a long ass bus ride, from Augusta to Oklahoma to visit a friend in Oklahoma. It was a long ass bus ride. And I think, like, from Louisiana to somewhere. I was sitting towards the back and I got to talking with this lady and I told her that I did tarot, And I did terror for her on the bus right then and there. And, like, she burst into tears. And I was like, I'm not psychic. I'm just observational, but okay. <laughs> and she was like, oh my god, you know me so well and these cards are... And I was like, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've definitely so, had an experience or two like that as well.
1: <laughs> I have... I have a gift but i would more attribute it to the fact that i am a good listener Mm -hmm. most of the time so i can suss out what needs to be sussed out so i am completely a fraud (laughs) but the difference is i'm not an asshole like sean
0: box. They try to go through Kavanaugh's stuff very quickly before they get kicked out. And they see in a ledger he's scribbled 1953 1953 1953. Next to a couple things. They see some knocked over stuff but they don't see any real signs of like a for real struggle. And then Gus and his super sniffer super smeller smell something sulfuric. He finds some old Chinese food that they, suspe- they suspect is poisoned. I can smell
1: sooner when things go off than most people, and I have.
0: I had a student
1: who stupidly sprayed old spice in my classroom, and Mm-mm. and my classroom is windowless. And it's a portable, so there's no... The air can't escape. So I tried my best. And I'm not allowed to keep doors open, because it's a safety issue. Because we live in America. Right. I spent the next 30 minutes choking. Like... And I would, like, I would breathe and I would get Old Spice in, and it was my eyes and it was my nose, and he legitimately thought I was faking. And I, I wasn't, because I don't cough like that normally. So I was like, do not ever spray that in my classroom again. We're (laughs) going to have big issues. And, you know, if you, if you smell me, I don't smell like anything. I smell clean, but my clothes don't smell of anything because I use, uh, I use organic and, uh, it's not fragrance free. It's lemon, but it's, it's a light lemon citrus Mm -hmm. and my deodorant has, is like an all natural deodorant. So like, I don't, I don't smell of anything and that's because I can't deal with heavy scents. Even my body lotion, it has, it's an essential oil body lotion. And so, but it doesn't, the scent doesn't stay. So like I don't smell of anything, and I'm like, do you do you ever wonder why? I'm not like trying to like be a spy and like have like so <laughs> so the dogs don't catch me. It's because I can't deal with scent. Like I don't wear perfume, but I don't I don't stink obviously, but I don't smell of anything. Like I don't mask.
0: For me, for me, the big thing, problem isn't so much like. Yeah, a strong scent will get me for a minute or two, but, like, the worst thing is when people wear perfume at the fucking gym. Because when you get hotter, in general, it gets stronger. Mm -hmm. So even if you've not put on a lot, it will become a lot.
1: Yeah. Ah. Like, I have students who like to eat spicy food, and I allow eating in my class, but I'm like, you're gonna have to sit outside with that, and also go throw it in a dumpster when you're done because I can't have it in the class. Like, I'm a super smeller, and I can smell it forever. Mm-hmm. And it's the worst. So Sean has the super smell, and I feel him. It must be torture.
0: But in this case, very, very helpful. So while Lasseter and Juliet are talking to the press, kind of over each other, because she is trying to bring out his sensitive side. Mm-hmm. Sean, knowing or seeing that they're going to give up investigating, fakes a psychic attack. calls it murder. Murder.
1: Murder most foul. <laughs> murder most foul. <laughs> oh, that was, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a thing. Oh, speaking of, I did that, where in England are you from? Uh-huh. And some of the answers... I'm not from England. So they were like, you're not from England. (laughs) The answers you gave (laughs) clearly show that you're not from England. That's obvious. But whenever some of the answers put me squarely in the north, (laughs) like they were like, oh, (laughs) this is a Yorkshire answer. And I was like, no fucking shit. But where my hotspots were, were in Cambridge.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> so, I picked up a lot of vocabulary and this fucking accent.
0: I've been watching a lot of Escape to the Country, mm-hmm. and one of the episodes takes place, and they're like, well, we want to be close to Cambridge. <laughs> but, you know, and, we want to be close to Cambridge. You know, mm-hmm. like, kind of, I was like, mm. well, of course you fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> like Sabrina in 40 years. Well, I couldn't help going to the university. No, like, they they wanted to be close. Like I mean, these were older people to like and they wanted suck in to the be, to suck yeah. in the intelligence. I don't want
1: to live in Cambridge.
0: Cambridge is well, they
1: Cambridge is beautiful. Yeah, Cambridge is yeah. beautiful, but um, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm fine. I lived there for three years. Good, good.
0: Well, so after faking his psychic attack and putting off the end of the investigation uh sean goes to visit his dad so that he can get the chinese food tested and his dad's like all right well you want a favor therefore i'm gonna need you to do something for me and he's like sure fine anything i guess he's like all right cool come this way and he drags something out of the garage and it's a dog house
1: the beginnings of one yes
0: The beginnings of one. Like, kind of half of a very poorly made doghouse. Yeah. And Sean's like, from eighth grade? It's creepy that you kept this. But Sean gets to work on it, and we get a flashback, and it's Sean and his dad back in eighth grade, and Sean's talking about how much he wants a dog, and so to get a dog, he had to earn it by building a doghouse.
1: And I mean, good job. My parents just got me a dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I'm. I is Sean an only child? Yes, Sean's an only child.
1: So, when you're an only child, you usually just get what you want. That's that's just how I mean. Yeah,
0: I I want. I always had cats because I. My parents liked cats too, so that wasn't a big deal. So but, I was um, I
1: always got dogs because we were always around dogs. Like my mother was around dogs because after World War Two, my my grandfather uh, after working in a morgue, <laughs> got to working in a for a dog breeder and started getting interested in that. And so I've been around dogs literally my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I said hey. Can I have a dog? Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't mind that he's like, alright, well show me that you're responsible for a dog. But I really fucking minded though, was that Sh- Sean starts building this dog house and then rather than like actually show him how to use tools or do anything, he just kind of like walks away and like lets him go off on his own to build this dog house. Yeah,
1: so like I like that he was like, teaching him responsibility i don't like that he wasn't an adult about it
0: Mm Mm-hmm. and anyway so he comes present day he comes back for from you know where the fuck he went out and sean has a doghouse and he's like nope this isn't what i asked for wanted you to use the specifications i gave you in eighth grade which i mean at the very least sean would remember because sean is that person but like also he did it again he just like Left him to build the doghouse, like without anything. So of course, Sean has an angsty motorcycle ride about it, and someone tries to run him off the road.
1: Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> I don't know what sound effect that is. But... I don't really, know. It's a it's a terrified
1: <laughs> scream, but uh, the one that's not going to interrupt the mic. Jesus Christ! When it's not going to interrupt recording volume, but, um, this just, I have actually, like, I've seen a motorcycle crash in front of me once, and had to stay and talk to police, and, um, so I was like, cool, 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 cool. The guy survived. He just got badly scraped up, but, like...
0: I will never fucking get on a motorcycle, ever, ever. My mom used to work for Mm Harley-Davidson, and... She worked there for two years, and each, ta- each year she knew one person who died from a motorcycle crash. hmm Out of just that population. Oh, yeah. Which, granted, there's going to be a higher number of motorcycle riders than your average population, because it's Harley Davidson. Yes. But, like, also... Fuck. Yeah. Nope. That's a hard pass. No, 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 no. I'm not a fan of motors. I don't
1: find them attractive. I don't think people who drive them are attractive. Like, I'm
0: like, okay. I mean... Well, on the TV, Gus is watching the spelling bee, as one is wont to do, and he sees the Czech kid from the day before shaking with the inhaler in his hand, and it was prescribed by one Dr. Zavin, and Gus, being Gus, knows something is hinky immediately. But he goes and fetches Sean from the hospital, and they visit the Vu family, because Brendan, I guess, was in the hospital from his fainting spell, and talked to him. And they notice that the Vu inhaler is from Dr. Seymour. This
1: is where, this is, this is slightly a red herring.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: then you think there's something like somebody sabotaging the inhalers to sabotage the, you know, the... Blah, yep. blah, blah. So it's slightly red herring. Because this threw me off for a second.
0: But we do find out from this scene that Dr. Zavin doesn't exist because Gus has that route. And if there was anybody named Zavin, he has never met them. And he's a very good pharmaceutical sales rep, so he would have met them.
1: <laughs> also, no, he just knows that route and that route ends with Youngman.
0: So well, yes, that's my point. He would have met a Zavin if there was a Zavin on the route. Yeah.
1: And he's like, okay.
0: Meanwhile, Sean's like, this has given me the motivation I need to be a responsible adult. So he just gets back on the horse and his, by horse, I mean his motorcycle, and goes to build the doghouse. Yep. His dad kind of walks off and he's like, what? What are you doing? and John's like I'm finishing my goddamn doghouse. Then his dad starts to f- help him. And I I, I really it real like he says, "Well,
1: you never asked like you're helping me." This is new and he goes, "Well, you never asked." And I'm like cuz he's a middle school boy.
0: Oh, well, that and like you also
1: were you- a middle school boy and you would have remembered that you're all assholes and don't like admitting that you don't know shit because you think you know everything. So right,
0: and and also though like at the same time you can kind of tell from Sean's whole childhood that his dad wasn't particularly helpful. No. Like he never made it a easy environment in which to ask for help.
1: Yeah, like so if you are a hard ass, your child is not going to want to speak to you. Like exactly. it's that easy. Like and and a lot of a lot of people think you have to be like a drill sergeant. With mm-hmm. teenagers and middle school, I don't know about middle schoolers, because I don't touch them with a barge pole. But, like, with high schoolers, if you just treat them like human beings... Like, I tell my students, I know crazy stuff is going on in your head right now, and you're going to make bad choices, and you're going to give me lip, and you're going, you know, because you're tr- testing out boundaries and stuff like that. But I'm like, ugh you know whatever that's all a part of growing up and it immediately changes the atmosphere in the room Mm -hmm. because i don't like there's something called um you can write someone up for being defiant or willful insubordination no 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 willful disobedience it's willful disobedience and i'm like (laughs) aka being a teenager, I have Sorry, literally... one
0: of my favorite quotes in the entire world was this like Um comic, and he was like pretending to be Martha Stewart, and he goes, There's a fine line between whimsy and insubordination. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Every single time I say insubordination, Shh. there's a fine line between whimsy and insubordination. Shh. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Look, I have students who take their cell phones out in class, even though they're specifically told not to. What do I do? I take their cell phone. They don't fight about it. They give me the phone. They know they get it back at the end of the class. Like, <laughs> I don't write them up. It's days between us. They get their phone back. And that's because teenagers make dumb fuck choices.
0: Let's be real. Adults make dumb fuck choices but we treat yeah. them like adults about it, you know? Like- yeah. Well, we shouldn't
1: in the case of like racism and rape.
0: Well, that's not, I would consider a dumb fuck choice. Oh no, like- they're,
1: they're <laughs> completely dumb fuck choices and they should be treated as sh- such. But like using your cell phone, you take the punishment, but don't make a big deal out of it. I'm not going to give you in-school suspension for using your cell phone. I'm just going to Mm -hmm. say your name out loud in front of your classmates. Carolyn! Phone.
0: Sorry, it's in my drawer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) If you're one of those adults who doesn't treat teenagers like a human being, they're not going to treat you any which way. So, you know, he was an awful adult. And, uh... You know, he made an awful kid. So, if you're wondering why Sean is such an awful human being and I hate him, it's directly because of his father.
0: Mm-hmm. He was a worse human being and I hate him more, honestly. But also, you know what it would be? Sean Spencer is the best case for mental health care that we could possibly have. Yeah. Like, how much of a less of a fuck would this guy be if he actually got therapy? I imagine quite a lot less of a fuck.
1: How much less of a fuck would he be if your talents didn't determine what your material worth is? Hmm. In recognizing a communist, physical
0: appearance counts for nothing.
1: Hmm. Sorry, socialism. There's a Karl Marx anime that I have yet to watch. Huh? There's a Karl Marx There's a anime. Way. A Karl Marx oh. anime. <laughs> it's called... It's called the Lita. and it's actually, it's a Chinese anime, and I really want to see it now. It's, (laughs) let's see, it's seven episodes, now I gotta find it. Oh! It's an actual Communist Party of China production. Oh no. Holy shit. I want to see it now.
0: Did I ever, so, speaking of nerdy things we did in high school- I volunteered at the library a lot. And in one point, we were sorting books for the library book sale, you know, because that's how they make a lot of, do a lot of funding. And somebody had dropped off this box of books. And out of nowhere, I pull out this like, little red book with a dude's face on it that I'd never even seen before. And it was in English. It was in English. But... I am like, what the heck is this? And I don't know where to put it. And the librarian looks at it and she's like, holy shit. It was a Chairman Mao uh, communist manifesto. Nice. Oh, like the Little Red Book? Yeah, the Little Red Book with Chairman Mao's face on it. And this was in fucking nowhere, Pennsylvania. Fucking nowhere, Pennsylvania. Fucking like this part of Pennsylvania fought for the South, Pennsylvania, like rural ass Pennsylvania. I man, I really, really wish I had bought that book. But it wasn't even book sale time. Like we didn't like it wasn't on sale or anything like that. My mother
1: bought me the Communist Manifesto and other communist readings. So, uh, oh, I had a Google. I had no. I had a uh, Barnes and Noble gift card. Well, communism starts at home. Of course. My
0: mother is not a communist. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm just making fun. <laughs> I, I am. Well, <laughs> so getting back to the show that we watch sometimes. <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah. It's fine. This, I only took two pages of notes. This was a 45 minute episode. Uh, <laughs> Sean's dad had already cut his, called his buddy and lo and behold, the low mane was poisoned. Did you see what yeah. I did there? Because I did a the thing there. Yes. Okay, good. Just checking. But they go back to the police. And Chief Vic is like, brah, it's not murder. And like, we're not going to treat it like murder unless you have evidence. Do you have evidence? And Sean's like, I have a feeling. No, Sean, that is not evidence. That's not how that Except works. Except in the case against climate change. Shh. <laughs> <And laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I mean, there's like straight up evidence.
0: Sean, I just fucking get out? Trust me, I do not deny climate change.
1: <laughs> I would be In like
0: Colorado. We're hanging know the phone now. Is <laughs> but uh, so Sean and Gus are like, "Well, shit. We know it's murder. The police are not investigating. So I guess there's only one thing to do: break into the spelling bee. Of course. So they steal the new spellmaster's coat. Get inside, go up to the private box, and Sean, super observant Sean, finds marks on the carpet. And after looking around a bit, he finds a camera on a tripod and points it down at the floor. And he's like, huh, why are they taking pictures of the Czech kid's dad? Why was Kavanaugh taking pictures of the Czech kid's dad?
1: Exactly.
0: But, of course, it's not a psych episode without some hijinks. And while Sean and Gus are investigating, the spelling bee goes live, and they're asking the Spellmaster to give a word. And, of course, Gus refuses to help Sean with a word, so he gives banana.
1: Also not how this works. The spell ma—the Spelling Master has a list of spelling words already. And that's so the judges downstairs know how to spell the word. Because they have matching lists. Like, having participated in spelling bees, there is no... A, there is no Spell Master. The judges give the words, and they have word lists.
0: Well, in fairness to the episode, somebody does go call up to the thing and go, D- Are we off the list? And Sean's yeah. like... No. And it turns out he was his grocery list the whole time. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find a canned laughter drop. Yes.
1: <laughs> All the people on the canned laughter tracks are dead. <laughs> they use they use I Love Lucy. Uh, they use I Love Lucy canned laughter for like every canned laughter. Every canned laughter is the I Love Lucy canned laughter. Oh, it's the live audience from I Love Lucy. That's can That's the canned laughter. BT dubs, and so all those people are dead. Probably.
0: <laughs> it's like the new dinosaur book.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just I like, just like, instead of that brontosaurus on the cover. Yeah. Studio audience.
1: The old studio audience is dead. <laughs>
0: God damn, this got morbid real quick. <laughs> they go downstairs to avoid being caught out because the second word that Sean gave was onion and they grab a little pamphlet about the spelling bee and Gus with his random trivia realizes that all the words in one of the other rounds all the winning words have been other years winning words
1: oh yeah because it's a theme
0: that they use yeah it was a theme night and they watch the Czech dad And they realize that 1953 is year 1953, and that just so happened to be the little Czech kid. So they watch the Czech dad, and Sean, with his, I guess, supervision, (laughs) can actually see that he is giving a Morse code as he looks a word up in a dictionary to the kid. And, of course, the kid wins the spelling bee! Yay! Sean's like, Gus, go fetch the police chief. And we'll get this all straightened out. So Gus goes and grabs the police chief and Lassiter and Juliet, and they all burst through the doors. And as they burst through the doors, Sean is on stage doing a slow clap for the kid as the check is presented. Of course, Sean has his psychic vision. And it was the dad! all along, because he was about to be exposed as a cheater. Yes. But Vic and Lasseter are not convinced, at, but Juliet steps forward and she's like, I so ran the Chinese food through the lab because I just wanted to be sure. Yes. The dad gets arrested, nothing is ever made of like what his son is going to do without his fucking dad now. Yeah, mm. does he have a mother? <laughs> like- <laughs> I don't know what's happening. She is never shown throughout the episode. I know. I mean, I guess, like, there's certain, you know, budget constraints and shit, but, like, also, you only had one Terran-American actor in it, so, like, what the fuck? Budget. Yeah. But the button on the episode is that Sean admits to Gus that he sabotaged his spelling bee. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sean goes back to his dad to say thank you and he got him a puppy. No,
1: but it's not really a puppy. It's
0: not really his dad. Like, it's not, it was his neighbor's dog. He just wanted to make his dad sweat it out. Yes. Like, thanks dad for being an ass. I'm gonna be an ass back because look what you raised. You raised an ass. Yes. (laughs) It's all your fault. Reap what you sow. Did you figure it out?
1: Yes, but it was the 1953 thing that that put it off. And the fact that Sean knew that uh, the kid's dad had been a Spelling Bee champion as well.
0: I missed that detail. Honestly, I'll say I didn't figure it out, but I think that's more because I was more interested in the Spelling Bee hijinks mm-hmm. than the actual mystery. So I was just like, eh, what ups <laughs> Yeah, and I got so distracted by the dad.
1: That's probably what I don't like about this: is that the show has just too many hijinks.
0: You know what I it's mean? It's very hijinky.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, mm, it doesn't concentrate on the murder mystery itself, which is what I what I dig.
0: Doesn't have that that gravitas that we're used to from exactly. the British
1: shows. Precisely, where it's all about but- murder. Murder Most Foul. Moira! Moira! Moira Most Foul! No, I can't do it. Okay, I'm
0: done. <laughs> Moira Most Foul. Good job.
1: <laughs> Good job.
0: I also thought about this particular episode. I did not like it, but...
1: Murder. Well, I wasn't
0: going there yet, but I did... I I, I kind of... Uh, what I thought about this particular episode is that... There weren't enough red herrings to make it interesting from a yeah. mystery standpoint. The only minor red herring we get was... was... <laughs> the fuck, you said it.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't remember I what it. it was now. <laughs> it was the inhalers.
0: The inhalers. And that was nothing. Like, that wasn't a real red herring. Mm-mm. Like, it didn't give us a different suspect. It just gave us, like, a line of inquiry that went nowhere. Yeah. Like, there were no alternate suspects.
1: For a second, you thought Kavanaugh was doing something hinky because he wanted somebody else to win.
0: Yeah, but it was like 60 seconds of that. Yeah. Like, there was no... I mean, and this happened in the first episode, too. It's like, they didn't give us enough time to marinate in the potential of somebody else being the bad guy. And that's because
1: this is a 45-minute show. It I'm is, it is. I'm glad it's a 45 minute show because <laughs> I couldn't stand Sean for the hour and 36 minutes that you you know the 90. It was show. an
0: hour and six minutes. No, no,
1: no. I'm saying if this were British style murder mystery, oh
0: yeah, yeah, like yeah.
1: then we I would refuse to watch it.
0: <laughs> you would have been like, nope. We're just going to veto. We're just vetoing our viewers. Yeah, you're
1: gonna have to. You're gonna have to find another um, co-host. With a British accent. <laughs>
0: Did you like this
1: episode? No. <laughs> and it wasn't just because of Sean. It was Sean's father, who I mm-hmm. just don't want to see anymore. I don't like hanging out with abusers. I don't like them trying to make good points. I don't ma- like them. He was still emotionally abusive. He was still manipulative, and I was like, I don't, I don't want this man in my life. I. I Mm -hmm. Sean was such a dick from the beginning. And also, to make his friend lose, although his friend should have studied better, uh, to make his friend lose just for shits and giggles, just to push him out of his comfort zone or whatever, that's a dick move. He enjoys spelling bees. Let him have fun. For fuck's sake. Like, so no. No. Not redemptive. Not interesting. And just like... And also, that poor puppy... Who is not at home anymore. You
0: just stole
1: him. I mean, it was kind of funny. Gus was great.
0: Yeah. So I like this episode a lot more than last. I would still only probably give it like a three out of five on my episode liking scale. Because the mystery is so weak. But I like... I like the introduction of Juliet. I like that Juliet didn't, like, get swept off her feet, even though she's obviously the love interest because she's a pretty girl. But, like, I also, and I love Gus. I love Gus. So any, any episode of Psych that has Gus as pretty much, like, the main problem solver, like, he's the guy who knows all of the things. He's the guy who finds the poison. He's the guy who figures out the reason for, like, the connection between the Czech dad, the 1953. Mm -hmm. Like, he's the, he is the clue solver. And Sean is at, in this particular episode, while he's observant and his observational skills are helpful, he, and more of what he is doing is not actually uncovering the clues. Gus is doing that. Yeah. But he's the guy who's putting them all together in his head. Mm -hmm. And that is more of just, like, a function of practice, isn't it? Like, Gus could do it if he had... More if practice. he if he had had an abusive father, if he had no, Gus's Gus's like non traumatic upbringing is the only thing keeping him from greatness. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: did you like your wine? Um, it wasn't bad actually. I only had one glass there. I'm not really. I'm. I i do not drink. So do here's you? the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not a drinker. <laughs> because when I get drunk, I get all clingy and emotional, so I try I try to avoid that, yeah, if at all possible, because, uh, yeah.
0: Would you eat it with chicken? Yeah. In a sweet sauce? Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't like chicken very much, but I guess, you know, if you send it to me, I will eat it. I like this a lot better than I anticipated, given that I just kind of like, was like, that one! Sure! in my price range. Yeah, fuck I need a wine. Fuck I need a wine. None of these. There was a Sangiovese that looked good, but I was, it was like $14, and so I was like, mm-mm, too rich for my blood." So. <laughs> I'm pulling it down. <laughs> pulling it down. No, my 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 prime range is 10 to 13. I really don't like going above 13.
1: Pulling it down. Uh, the the wine of the proletariat. <laughs> Recognizing
0: a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing. Uh, you can find us on our social media. I'm at Classlicity on Twitter. I'm
1: at SDM Rights. And you should follow me because I make really funny jokes about socialism, which is hard to do because we're super fucking <laughs> serious, like all the time.
0: You should also follow our official Twitter, which is at Wine Murder Night. Because it is our listeners who get to vote on what we watch. So we are continuing our way through Psych. Next episode that we will be watching is is Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. Oh, look, it's
1: probably some wedding episode.
0: And you should subscribe to us on iTunes, where if you give us a nice review, we will give you a shout out because we love you guys and we love when you love us. Because we are needy like that. I mean, Carol is
1: needy like that. I'm fine.
0: (laughs) Says the woman who said, literally two seconds ago, if I drink too much, I get needy. Um, Yeah, so when I'm not drunk, I'm not needy. So there you go. (laughs) And as always, we would like to say what, Sabrina? Spasiba. To Anton Coriakam. Simple life.